Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. And we are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike. And I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Actually, today was a great day. It was nice and warm. It didn't fucking rain like it has for the last week and a half. Yeah, it was weird. It was supposed to rain, so I like tried to mow early, and then it never ended up raining. Yeah, that's it was like last Sunday. I finally mowed my lawn last Sunday when it was like brutally humid out. And then it just never rained. I'm mowing every week, dude. Well, it's been like rainy so often. Like, I'm not going to rain, like mow it like when it's wet. No, but it just grows that much faster because of all the rain. This is true. And <laughs> it does. Other, it was really other things tall. are uh, are growing as well. I've got a whole nice garden going. I'm very I saw excited. that. You, you, you sent me the pictures of that. That was, that was very impressive. I have a whole bunch of different types of plants and vegetables and, uh, you know, other things. I cannot wait to harvest. It's going to be probably a recipe for disaster. Ah. One of those plants is ghost pepper. Oh. Yes. Very nice. Uh, so before we even get into this. Spoilers ahead. Because... Everything is a spoiler on this. I mean, this oh, movie yeah. came out 40 years ago. Well, you know, come November 18th, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most notorious, infamous endings. So if you go into this movie somehow blind without seeing you know, or anything about it, that's awesome. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie five years ago on the last drive in. And I had no idea what to expect. And that ending, I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? But you go back and, and, and you watch the first scene. Like, I literally, all right, so I saw something and I, I was so confused. We'll, we'll get into it. This is a recipe for disaster. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Nice. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Sure, was the same thing as Miller Genuine Draft. Is it literally like the same thing? Uh, no, MGD is different. I thought that was oh, what man. the chef was drinking. He was drinking Miller High Life. Oh, I it was thought. High Life? Yeah. Oh, man. That was like one of the first beers that we drank steadily was MGD. We actually had a song called MGD. That's how much we fucking drank that GD beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so scalding boiled sweet corn i mean it's pretty straightforward it's boiled corn but what i like to do is when the water starts boiling and you're throwing the well obviously i always put in salt i think it's an italian thing i don't know if other people do it when you put salt in the water and it boils faster it's more like seawater i think we've done that yeah so anyway you put the corn in when it starts boiling and you put a cup of sugar I haven't done that. It, make, it makes the uh, corn really sweet. It's delicious. So that, and then twists in sleeping bags. And make sure you don't dump it on yourself, too. 
Yeah, don't dump the water on yourself. So twists in sleeping bags. What is that? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Fuck it. It's a pig in a blanket. We'll call it a little Angela or twist in a sleeping bag. I could not resist. I've had that one in my back pocket for a long time. Like, if we ever do sleepaway camp, I'm doing pigs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Very nice. 40th anniversary for this movie this year. Like you said, later in uh, you said later in November. Yeah, actually, the Joe Bob Jamboree out in Las Vegas. They're doing a huge like showing of it. You're gonna have cast members there. It's gonna be pretty awesome. After a horrible boating accident killed her family, survivor Angela Baker has been living with her eccentric Aunt Martha for the past eight years alongside her protective cousin Ricky. This summer, Martha has decided to send them both to Camp Arawak, a place where teenagers have the opportunity to interact with each other while experiencing the joys of nature. However, soon after their arrival, a series of bizarre and increasingly violent accidents began claiming the lives of campers. Who is the twisted individual behind these murders? All will be revealed in the most shocking climax in cinematic history in the cult classic Sleepaway Camp. All right, so we're we're not going to do the full-on walkthrough this time. I mean, we're we're just going to going to hit hit the major points cuz I feel like we're probably, it's tedious yeah, to go it, through the whole movie. You could watch the movie. Yeah, you, you you could. And it gives us a chance to, you know, give a little more, you know, about the scene instead of just describing every every shot. Um, I guess the, I think it was the director, um, Robert Hilt, Hiltzik? Yes. It, um, director and the writer. Director and the writer. Uh, right off the bat, you see it was uh, dedicated to his mother. A doer. A doer, yes. Uh, dedicated to mom, a doer. I guess she, um, I guess the, the the financial inheritance from her death, like, basically funded most of the movie. $350,000 made this movie. Yeah. yeah. He only actually directed one more movie after this one. Oh, really? Returned to Sleepaway Camp. Ah, not yeah, Sleepaway that... Camp 2. Oh, no, he had nothing to do with that. He uh, had some ideas. I guess some of the kills were his ideas. But, yeah, he want... his part two was dark. And they wanted to go in a more campy, jokey type of way. And, I mean, uh, Angela Baker's a different... That's Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela. Yeah. In the sequels, two and three. That is. So he he returned to Sleepaway Camp, had Felissa Rose back, and those are his only two directing credits. He's a lawyer now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably making more money. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, but I I really love the opening of this movie. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's basically. I mean, you show they show like the credits. It's like an aban- It's showing like the abandoned camp. Um, yeah, it's it's up for sale, and it's it's showing you all like the different parts of the the camp with like eerie sound clips. music. Yeah, so we have Edward Belos 
I think that's how you say his name, doing the score. Great score. Uh, it's a little over the top for what we're seeing, but it works so well because of the overlaying of um, like sound bites, and it sounds like the ghosts of campers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They show a cabin, and you can hear kids fighting, but it's abandoned. And then you see, like, the lake the, with like the dock and everything. Yeah, and you can hear people swimming, and then like you hear, "Get away from me with that pail of water! I'll kill you!" Yeah, and then finally you get right before they get into the movie. There's the Camp Arawak for sale sign. Yes, I, I just love that. The, like it was like the ghosts of Camp Arawak yeah. were still still there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Obviously, so like Angela and her and her brother and her father, they're they're out like sailing like on the boat. There's like this whole big like boat accident where like this, you know, like this girl's skiing, and then in the boat water there's skiing. water skiing, and then there's the dude like driving the boat, and I don't know if it was his like girlfriend or like whoever it was was just like I can drive the boat too. Yeah, so he was a lifeguard for Camp Arawak. Yeah, so they're they're around boating yeah. and. And, so and Angela, this, Angela, Peter, and their father are across the lake. Right. And the sailboat that they're on, Angela, Peter, and, and the father, like, it gets capsized or whatever. And they're just, like, kind of, like, fooling around in the water. Oh, you schemers. <laughs> yeah, so they, they push they push the dad in, and then the boat capsizes. Right. But then, like, the, the water, the, like, the ski boat is, like, coming right at him. And, of course, he's like, turn the boat. And it seemed like they had plenty of space to turn the boat. Yeah, but instead of turning the boat, he accidentally hit the throttle too. So I mean, yeah. he was pa- he panicked. Um, but I, I do want to. Sl- well, first of all, if you're water skiing, you literally have to have signals to mm-hmm. the person you know driving the boat. Yeah. You can't scream at them. Yes. So at that point, what she should have done was just dump off. Correct. And then they would have came came back to her. You you, you can't yell. You, like, you can't even hear with, like those, even with the little kids. We're like, OK, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Like those are those are two good ones. You're not having a good time. Thumbs down and, and we'll slow down for you. You know, that that's what we would do when we go to my father-in-law's like Sarah, my oldest, like she water skis like a like a pro. And it's same thing. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You can't hear shit. She's not like no. yelling anything. No, that's yeah. Amateur right. amateur hour over there. But I do want to point out that before the boat capsizes, we have the kids are arguing back and forth. They're like, hey, Angela, hey, Peter, like wicked Jersey Shore uh, type of accents we got going on for this movie. And speaking of Jersey Shore, young Peter is played by Frank Sorrentino, who many people will know. As the brother of the situation from Jersey Shore. Wow. And I don't know why he doesn't get talked about more because I feel like Peter Baker is a much more important character than Angela, even. Mm. Why do you? Well, I mean, we've already dropped the spoiler thing. If you, You've already seen the movie, I hope, to catch up with us. Angela's dead. Angela's in the movie for two minutes. Peter is in this movie. Peter Baker. Yeah, so the, so essentially, like the boat runs over the other boat, and like I said, like kills the father, kills Angela, and right away you see, 
a boy treading the boy treading water. Yeah. The dead dad kind of floats by and then a mangled life preserver bobs to the top. Right. Yeah. But I want to I do want to like so we like right away I was like, okay, so the the boy's alive. And then like the next scene I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I so- thought the I thought the boy lived, but hold on. So the father was breaking up the the kids fighting and then another guy on shore was like, "Hey, we got to meet the doc." And he's like, yeah, so okay, who, what okay. was the relation? I mean, I mean, obviously, we we find out later, like who who that guy is, but like the father's gay lover. Yeah, but he's like, "Oh, we got to meet the doc." He's like, okay, okay, come on, fellas. He calls the two kids fellas, and I want to like. There's a lot of subtle hints mm-hmm. about um, gender and sexuality throughout this whole movie. So that that was just one little instance. So. Uh, the doc that they're actually going to meet is Aunt Martha. And one of the kids says, oh, is Ricky going to be there? Like, no, no, just just Aunt Martha. Um, yeah, so I just, just wanted to point out the doc. Yes. Yeah, so it's, I'm guessing, you know, so it's, I don't know, Does it doesn't say how many years later, right? Uh, it literally says eight years later. Oh, does it? I guess I it's on the title card. Okay, so I missed the title card, which apparently says eight years later. Okay, wicked nice house, like a nice brick house. Oh yeah, nice brick house. Uh, it's on. So I don't Martha's know what house. kind of doctor she is. I'm, you know. Well, she's apparently a good one because she gets paid quite a bit. She's probably a dentist. She could be a shrink too. You know, not to malign dentistry. But it's a whole hangover joke, you know. Like, oh, you're not a fucking doctor; you're a dentist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're, they're they're getting ready to go to camp. So we we meet Ricky, and Angela comes down. She doesn't really she doesn't say anything, and she doesn't have her first line of dialogue until like a half hour into the movie. Yeah, yeah. So they go to camp. They show up. And... Okay, okay, okay. Oh. You all right? So oh. I I like the whole we're not doing every single scene thing. But there are a couple points that we should make. First of all, Aunt Martha is annoying as fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh, kids, we're going to camp. She's she's, she's like, like your, she's like your Weston Chestnut Hill mom. Loud clothes, loud, annoying voice. Uh, she's got a string on her finger because apparently she's stupid. And she's like, oh, what's that for? Oh, I almost forgot. That would have been bad. Um, so she says, don't forget your papers. And she has their physical forms. Now, why does this mom have to forge physical forms for them? And she goes, don't tell anyone. But I am a doctor. Oh, that wouldn't do at all. They would not approve, even though they know I'm a doctor. She's very fucking sketch. True. I do not like this lady. Yeah. Don't tell anyone how you got that. So it, now all, all the campers are showing up to the camp. Obviously, they get off their, their buses and stuff. Uh, we see uh, James Earl Jones's brother. Who sounds just like him. It's It's his dad. Is it his dad? Yeah. I thought it was his older brother. Yeah, Robert Earl Jones. Okay. Play, plays Ben, the... Uh, One of the cooks. The sous chef. Yeah. But it sounds just like him. Yeah, I mean, 
like father, like son, Jeremy. We uh, also meet a lot of guys in short shorts. Yes, a lot of short shorts and sh- like cut off like shirts that like you know apparently was a thing in the eighties. I've, well, yeah, I guess I don't remember the eighties, <laughs> but I don't remember that shit. I remember the second half of the eighties, but yeah. So we basically get to meet like the head counselor, the gross in cooks. his nut hugging shorts. We meet Mel, the cigar chomping owner of the camp. Yeah, which we I guess the... this was his last movie. I guess he died like just before release. Yeah, I think he had cancer. He was fighting through it. Yeah, he didn't. The, he didn't let filming. anybody know. I guess he hit it. No. Um, yeah, we meet these gross cooks. Well, mostly the head chef. Mostly the head chef was gross. Yeah, he. I mean, he's making all these really disgusting comments about. Yeah, the, the, we know, can, we can't fresh, even like say back, fresh fish or or some some shit like that, and it, it's crazy because the other cooks just kind of like, ah ha ha, he's the gross perv, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. You wacko. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we meet so Ricky, like, see, runs into like his friend. I believe he was his name was Pete, Paul. Paul. Paul, that's what it was. Um, oh, wait till you get a load of Judy. And he does like the hands like like to show that, well, Judy's got huge tits now. Yeah, well. Or she's developed. Yeah. And um, uh, Judy blows him off. Like he doesn't even exist. Oh, yeah. She's talking to these like older kids. And uh, yeah, it shows a little bit of Ricky's jealous side. He looks jealous. Yeah. He's like, Bitch. So, yeah, he shows Angela around, you know, this is the mess hall. Here's the boys cabin. Here's your cabin. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, we meet Meg, M-E-G, Meg. Played by Catherine Cammy. She was actually the most famous person at this point in the movie. I mean, at this point, so, like, you know, Angela goes to her, her, gets to her cabin. She's basically, she just stares at people. Very uncomfortably. Yeah, it's it's obviously you can't see what I'm doing, but it's basically just. But really well, like so, she doesn't have much dialogue. Well, she doesn't have any dialogue yet, but she does portray emotions with her face. She emotes with her face. She emotes uh, with her face. Yes. Yeah. So she's staring at Judy, and she catches Judy's eyes, like, "What the fuck are you looking at, bitch?" And Judy's like unpacking and all she has, she's got like some swimsuits hanging up and everything in her bag is like beautification junk. Yeah. You know, like she's got a, a hair curling iron. Ah. She's got like, it's all like makeup and, yeah. and, and shit like that. And I, I thought that was an important thing to like me. That's why Angela was staring at her. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Angela's like, she doesn't even eat anything and, so I believe it was like one of the other girls is like, hey, let's, you know, let's go, let's go find you something like that you like or whatever like that. So it brings her into the kitchen. It, it was, it was the, uh, the head counselor guy, the, head, the guy oh, with the guy with the nut huggers. Yeah. Who was like, also like, wasn't he also like the lifeguard or something? What was his name? No, that was I forget guy. his name. The, like the really jacked was, dude, right? I think it was Ronnie. Ronnie. Maybe. But, it, but anyway, so when we first get to the mess hall. We see Meg like really close to the the owner of the camp, Mel. 
Yeah, gross. Like, close. It, it, it's just like in a, a like a quick shot, but he slaps her on the ass, <laughs> like Mister Greeley style. Oh no, not it was it was more subtle than Mister Greeley, but yeah, he he definitely did that. I still so I still tell that story to uh, <laughs> to my wife. I'm like, how did he show up the next day for work? And no one believes the story when I tell him. But yeah, I so, saw it, dude. I I remember it clear as day. The slap heard round the classroom. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So uh, the dude just kind of lets her off with the creepy cook. It was like, I'll show you the walk-in. Brings her in, into like the dry storage, and like almost immediately just starts unzipping his pants. And he's like, you know what? You're gonna suck my dick, basically. Yeah. But Ricky. Ricky is fucking awesome. In this. Ricky is amazing. So, he is. He, so, was, he was such a good character. So he went up to the girl's table. Meg's talking shit about her. He basically tells Meg to fuck off and then finds out she's in the walk in. He runs back there. What the fuck are you doing? Gets like assaulted by the fucking cook. Yeah. But saves Angela. Right. No, he he was as basically. Uh, as good of a brother i know he's only a cousin but he's a like cousin he, but it, but it, like technically now he's a stepbrother right, right? and he, i and mean he, if you adopt if you so oh man this is uh, this is confusing so she's a cousin but she gets adopted by the aunt so now are they stepbrother sister are they still cousins i mean they're I, obviously I think te- still I mean, cousins i mean biologically they're still they're still cousins I mean, it doesn't change the biology. I get yeah. that, but like, are they now? Are they stepbrothers or brother sister? I would still say cousins. But they, well, technically, they're stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he treated her like a sister and protected her like a sister. Yeah, he's a real one. Yeah, I like this Ricky guy. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know the chef, he's got this huge pot of you know boiling water. He's dumping the salt in and all that shit. Hey, you're and, you're not selling it. It was a huge stock pot. It, it, okay, I've so never, it's, probably, it's I've, probably three quarters of my size. In reality, like this is the '80s. This is super unsafe. They don't even sell these pots anymore. It's a hundred <laughs> gallon stock pot. What we have in the kitchen now is it, it's a manual tilt. It, like literally, you crank it. There's no fucking way this would happen in real life. <laughs> like, seriously, this kitchen would get shut down. He's got the hundred gallon stock pot. You know, oh, let me just drop in the corn. He's got ant roach killer, like sitting on top of the bread. Like he's drinking a beer. Like the, like the, what was it? Mel was like, dude, you got to slow down, bro. <laughs> And he's on like a stepladder or something like that. No, it was, no, a, it was a chair. Was it a chair? That's it was another like a safety mini, violation. It was like a little mini stepladder, but no. No, it was a, it was just a chair. He slid over so he could get on top of the pot. Yeah. Oh my god. So you you see these these hands like grab like the chair and I mean right off the bat you know it's a kid because he calls calls them a little shit. Yeah, and I mean, just the motion. It was like POV motion yeah. into the kitchen, hiding behind the table. Like, you know it's a kid. Yeah, yeah, no. And then he, you know, pulls a chair out, 
whole thing comes down on him, boiling water. He's fucked up. Hundred and- gallons of boiling water. So when I was a kid, I thought it was going to be helpful. My mom was boiling um, some water for some spaghetti. Or I think the spaghetti was in. Maybe she had a timer going. Anyway, I grabbed the pot, but I'm a little little kid, so I can't reach the pot well. So it just dumped all over, like, and it soaked my shirt. And I'm just like, ah, you know, probably screamed like a little girl. And my mom ran in and she's like, what the fuck did you do? The first thing she said is take off your shirt. I'm just like, huh? What? And she's like, there's boiling water on your shirt. Take it off. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> and, and like, seriously, that was just a little pot for spaghetti. Not even a gallon of boiling water. And like, I remember to this day, like, like Jesus, like that was traumatic. <laughs> so I can only imagine a hundred gallons. That's getting. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he basically was, just soaking you to the bone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he didn't die, but like yeah, he's wrapped up in like, his arms, like up like this, like totally wrapped. He's taken out on a stretcher by the paramedics, which I guess were real paramedics from Ogoku town. Yeah. Ed French did, does the uh, makeup in this. He had like blisters that he like pumped air through. So it looked like they were yeah, like, there was, it, was, it was great. It was great. Uh, effects. Ed, Ed French. Remember him from blood rage. Oh yeah. He did the makeup in that. And he was the guy that got decapitated. That was on the date with one of the moms. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he did. He, he did a really good job in this, but uh, yeah, unfortunately I don't have a sedative strong enough to mask that kind of agony. He's in right now. Every nerve in his body must feel like it's on fire. And Mel's like, hmm, hmm, okay, well, no need to upset the campers, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just tries to push everything, like, under the rug. <laughs> I love this. And he's just like, oh, Ben, looks like you're in charge now. Uh, how about an extra $50 and an extra $15 to everyone else? Like, And, and then what? And he's then, like, oh, you just, we'll say that this guy just got another job. And then Ben Earl Jones just goes, <laughs> I will do this with the greatest of honor. He did not, though. Just, just saying. But it would have been cool. Anyway, uh, so I don't. Wait, did this come out before Star Wars? No. After? No, Star. The first Star Wars was like was six years earlier. Oh shit! Is that old? Uh, so there's like a social in the main hall, and I think there was like a social. I think that's what it was. Not exactly sure, but, you know, Angela's off, like, by herself, like, on one side, and and they're just, like, making fun of her, and a couple couple kids come over, like, I dare to talk to her, like, kind of thing, and they get into this really awkward pig pile fight with Ricky, because Ricky's like, what the fuck, like, leave, leave, leave her the fuck alone, and then turns into, like, two guys, like, fighting, and then there's just like a, it's just people just kind of jump on top and roll around. Kind yeah, of. this is this is like one of three instances I believe where there's a small fight that turns into just guy pile. It was just a guy pile. <laughs> like it's just it didn't nobody's make any throwing sense. punches. They just kind of landed on top of each other. Like seriously, like that's what our the kids do. Like if if we're on the couch and the kids are like, "Hey, mommy and daddy are on top of each other." they just like run and like dive on us yeah it's like oh that's geez. basically what it was uh paul tries to talk to her and 
actually gets something out of her. Like she's, you know, good night. Yeah, gets her to talk, which apparently pisses Judy off because I feel like everything pissed Judy off. Yeah, Judy's a bitch. But before he got the good night, he did sit down next to her and he was talking. He he was fucking blah 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 blah. blah. He was a chatty Kathy, um, and he kind of overshared a little bit. He said, last year, we hung the girls' panties from a flagpole. And, you know, he's mentioning other pranks that he's did. We lucked Weinstein out of the cabin with no clothes on. Now, that's important. Like, the three things that Paul has said to Angela, trying to woo her. Well, the first thing he didn't say to her, but he was talking about Judy's breasts. Now he's talking about the girls' panties. And that they locked the guy out with no clothes on just for fun. Now, all of this is she's she doesn't say shit, but she's hearing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on and like really quickly. One thing I completely glossed over. We missed the softball game. We missed the like right after like you had the softball game because remember they they Ricky did the whole mind over matter thing for like the nerd kid in the, in the thing where he, you know, woke him up and he sat up and the kids like ass was in his face. Then they played the softball game. Oh yeah. The softball game that lasted like a third of the movie. <laughs> but that's where we get probably the best comeback ever. No problem. Gino. This guy blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. It's like so dumb of a comeback, but it's awesome. It it worked. I like that comeback. Uh, and another like little tidbit. So it's it's like younger kids versus the older kids. Yeah. And the younger kids smoke the older kids. And I think it's Ricky says, you know, maybe we'll get some real competition next time. Maybe the girls want to play. <laughs> another gender joke yep. there. Yep. Uh, then we get the whole like social thing. Um, Angela says goodnight Oh yeah And then Then, then we get skinny like Skinny dipping Skinny dipping Where a bunch of dudes Just get naked And run into the lake Together Well so So one guy's just like, Hey Hey girls Wanna go skinny dipping Huh Hey let's take our clothes off And jump in the water You know It's very nice And it's not sexual at all I I, I promise you uh, You know And they're like Fuck you but then a bunch the of the hell with you. You don't know how to have fun anyway. Come on, boys. Yeah. And they all and then take a their bunch of boys off and jump got in the naked water. together and jumped in the water. And you have yeah. this one dude. One dude was literally like his pants. His pants were halfway down his ankles. He's running on the freaking dock. With his pants down. I'm like, what the fuck? It was very strange. But as Robert Hiltzik said foreshadowing ah yeah so we have one guy kenny i think successfully hitting on a girl and says would you like to go on a moonlight canoe ride and she goes okay and they're like dude score little fucking canoe ride so what does he do he acts like a fucking asshole (laughs) and dumps the fucking canoe and they fall in. She gets pissed and swims back to yeah. shore. Yeah, and he's stuck underneath, you know, just sitting there going, like, hey. Enjoying his echo. Yeah. Hey, Bob, like, Bob. 
hey, he's like, echo. And he's not surprised at all when POV killer pops up. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, so he gets drowned and found the next morning on the beach. The the friggin' uh, Ronnie, the, I think it was like that that guy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ronnie. It was the uh, the lifeguard. He's pissed off that they left trash everywhere, and he's like flipping out. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he sees the canoe, flips it over. He's like, "Oh no!" And we see the body, but the the kid the night before was teasing the girl about the water snakes. Ah, yes. And I thought it was an innuendo. I thought he was talking about his dick. But, I, you know, a water snake comes out, it of, comes his, out of his no, nose. Out of his mouth, which I thought was I thought awesome. It was, was it his mouth? Oh, I thought it was his nose. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. And, and then Mel. There's <laughs> obviously an accident. This was this was an unforeseen accident. There was there nothing was that we fluke. could do. This is an unfortunate event. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like we're we're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mel is he's an uh he's an he's optimistically naive. He, he is. Uh so there's like a volleyball game going on now and Angela's off to the side and Paul comes over and is talking to her more, like she's starting to say more. Yeah, she's joking around and yeah. yeah, until like Meg comes over. And just, like, starts giving her shit. Judy is giving her shit. And, and of course, like, you know, she's like, I don't mind watching. Whatever. Because there, there's actually one girl in their cabin that is actually somewhat, like, nice to her. It's like, hey, just, like, come on. Leave, like, leave her alone. She reminded me of the teacher in Carrie. Yeah. yeah you know, you had all that. the mean girls and then you had, like, the nice the nice teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, basically, Paul invites her like on a date kind of to go to the movie at the rec hall. Yeah. She's like, everybody has to go to that movie. It's like, he's like, yeah, but like with we me, can go to, we can go together. You know, we can hold hands. <laughs> we can canoodle. We maybe play footsies. Come on. It was probably more like we can hold hands. Maybe I'll play show footsies. you mine. If you show me yours, Hey, they look pretty similar. <laughs> Yeah, so Paul. Paul hey, you, you, how's it hanging? To the <laughs> left or to the right? <laughs> so after the movie lets out, Paul like gives her a little peck, and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do." Like, are you okay with that? She's like, "Yeah, it's fine." And no, then, like, she does not say it's fine. She's but, very, very uncomfortable. Well, she's uncomfortable, and, but I thought she said it was like at first. I thought she said like that's okay, and no, then he went he to did, do it again. No, no, she did not answer him at all, and he went for another kiss. Before she had even said no or yes. Okay. I know like the second time, like she was like, I gotta go. And then like, well, bails. after the, after the second time she fucking bounced on it. But yeah, there was no consent there. And he went in for part two. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now like she's like, they're back on the beach and you know, more shit from Meg. Meg's yelling her for not going in the water. Okay, well, I, I do want to pause you one second there. So let's go to the boys' cabin where they do the shaving cream prank. <laughs> There's a lot of pranks going on on this on this kid Mozart. Poor I think kid. he's supposed. I think he's supposed to be like the red herring. Yeah, or at least at least one of them. I mean, they've already got him to stick his face in a kid's ass. So yeah, shaving cream is no big deal. No, 
But yeah, so they do the shaving cream thing, and he fucking pulls a knife. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'll fucking kill you. And then uh, the dude with the cutoff shirt comes in. I think his name's Gino. Gino comes in, grabs the knife. He's like, if you're lucky, you'll see this at the end of the summer. And, and he puts it on a shelf. And if you'll know, that knife is used, at, you know, the later killer on. uses it later on. Later on, yeah. You know, Meg's giving her shit. He's like, you know, why don't you go in the water? Go in the water. Like, are you going to go in the water or not? And then Judy calls her out for not, like, taking, like, showers. Like, they're back in the cabin. Like, Judy's like, you never take showers with the rest of us. And that's where, like, the other girl steps in. It's just like, she can take showers whenever the fuck she wants. Like, it, yes, like but Judy said, shit? Judy hits on some important, uh, probably triggering things for Angela. She says... Why don't you shower with the rest of the girls? What are you queer? You haven't hit puberty left or puberty. You haven't hit puberty yet. You haven't got your period. She don't want us to see that she's got no hair down there. She's a real carpenter's dream. Flat as a board. It needs a screw. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, Delivery. By Karen Fields as Judy, top notch. Oh, absolutely. She plays the bitch part so well. And supposedly she's such a nice person in real life. She's like, I had so much fun being a mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then the outside, like the, the bully guys are having like a water balloon fight while they're on the roof of a cabin. Yeah, a rooftop water balloon fight doesn't seem like the best idea. That's, but that doesn't that's here not we are. safe. There's nothing safe about that. Yeah, um, so Angela gets splatted with a water balloon. Yeah. She drops to the ground, she's freaking out, and Ricky flips his fucking shit. And he's screaming. Mel grabs him. Oh yeah. And Ricky says. I'll kill him. Yeah. So at this point, like, you know, Mel's starting to think that, that Ricky's the guy. And so, so this dude, Billy, who was one of the ones on the roof, goes to take a shit in one of the stalls. And um, uh, he goes to take a wicked dump. No, that's right. A wicked dump. <laughs> and the, the POV view, the, the killer puts, you know, the, the stick in the, in the a broom, stall. Yeah. A broomstick in the, yeah, the handle. So, Drops a, drops a beehive into the stall. Uses Mozart's knife to cut the screen. Yes. And then drops the beehive in. It seems like a harmless prank. Do you think a few bee stings? I feel like the result of this was a little bit exaggerated. It, dude, so the other night, we had... Um, mosquito Marys come through and spray for mosquitoes. Yeah. They're like, hey, you got a pretty big hornet's nest in the backyard. We also handle hornet's nest if you want us to take care of that. I was like, yeah, I'll take a look at it. Dude, the size of a fucking basketball, like embedded into these bushes in the backyard. Yeah, they can take care of that. Oh, I took care of it. I'm not taking care of that. Oh, I took care of it. No, no, no problem. I, uh, I went out there after a couple beers. I sprayed the shit out of it and then ran like hell. I will take care of any other sort of insect. I will not touch a bee's nest. This is not a bee's nest, Jeremy. This was a hornet's nest. I understand that. I'm not going to touch that even more. 
And from the size of the nest, and it had multiple entrances and exits, these guys are- It was like a wasp hotel, Engineers. Oh, it looks so cool. Like, once I, you know, killed it. But uh, apparently, there could be, like, up to a thousand- Yeah, no, no. Hornets in there. No, no. Oh, man. A a trained professional is taking taking that down. I am horrified and terrified of fucking any sort of- like wasp or hornet, like honeybees, bumblebees, like we yeah, well, obviously whatever. But no, wasps, hornets, fuck them. I'm paying somebody to get rid of it. Oh no, I take pleasure in killing. I'm a fucking assassin. You, you like? You I'll do that for spiders. I'll kill spiders. Oh, look at you! You killing like the spiders kill the bugs. Spiders are our friends, Jeremy. Yeah, but everyone else in my house hates spiders. Like, they won't no, touch him. Um, well, anyway, so baby girl got stung a bunch by hornets when she was, like, real, real young. So, oh, man, I take pride in killing a whole fucking village. I go in, I storm Normandy. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you're, retaking, no, you're retaking Omaha Beach. Hell yeah. Every summer. No, but this thing was huge, man. So I, I sprayed the shit out of it. And then I I went this morning, actually, while I was mowing the lawn. And it was just a dried husk. And I put it into a bag. I ripped yeah. it open. And holy crap, there were so many corpses in there. Yeah. But, like, the intricacy, pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, so this dude, Billy, is fucked up. And that was Insect Corner. <laughs> So so Billy's fucked up and very dead by these bee stings. Oh, they like they were just all over his <laughs> they face. They were coming out of his head. So Mel, you know, Mel's like, I wish you'd just shut it down. Shut it down. Of course. Ah, like life, I'm finished. Like lifeguard is like, well, maybe we should just wait. That's it not out. the lifeguard. Which I, I get confused. They both look the same. But anyway, he's just like, we should wait it out for the summer. Yeah. So I mean, in all reality. How many kids are are dead at this point? Two? It doesn't matter. One. One should shut the camp down. No, we'll do no it's just because the guy's like, hey, this uh, this could solidate the, the cabins because there's so many, many missing kids. There's only two, two. kids missing. <laughs> and like, the, it, you know, oh, I got to consolidate. <laughs> uh, so now like um, Paul and, and Angela, like, they, they, they go to the lake and she like Paul's trying to make a move on Angela. Like they're rolling around on the in, like in the sand. You get like a flashback. Oh yeah, they do like the little you know cat and mouse running around. He catches her. They're making out. But as soon as he starts to go to the blouse, boom. Yep. New nope. flashback. Yeah. So you see, I literally wrote down gay flashback. Gay flashbacks. Yeah. So Angela and her brother are seeing her dad with another dude. Which was the guy at the beginning during yeah, the boat so they're, thing? They're in bed naked together. Yes, 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 yes. And they're, and they're just kind of giggling, watching. And then there's this weird shot of their bed spinning. Yeah. And and they're they're sitting face to face, and Peter is pointing at Angela. And then they're closer, and he's still pointing at Angela. What does that mean? And then we cut back to the beach. He's trying. He's like, "Hey, what? Am, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong." And she, she jumps up and she said, "No!" and runs off. Yeah, 
runs off till the next morning. We have a capture the flag game. All right, gangsters. Gangsters. I love that. Yeah, so the, obviously he goes through the whole rules of capture the flag, and then Angel is like, I'm fucking out of here. Because I think Paul was like trying to apologize for He's like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong, did I? Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, she said she said no. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong. But when she said no, it ended, so. Yeah. It Rick- was just an uncomfortable yeah, uh, Ricky catch up, catches up with her. He's like, hey, I got this great plan. He's like, you're going to go this side. I'm going to go that side. We're going to capture that flag. It's going to be great. Perfect. And she's just like, fuck, okay. Like, what do you and need me to do? unfortunately, instead of capturing the flag, she finds Judy creeping up on Paul, and they're kissing. They are kissing, but, um, you know, it's just Judy just being a bitch just to, you know, piss her off. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Because it's definitely Judy leading this thing all, like, talking about Angela being a prude and, like, this and that. A lot of people fucking hate Paul. It's true. I've I've been reading, like, damn, Paul's getting some shit. Mm. Now, Mel is suspecting that Ricky is the guy behind, like, everything. And then there's, like, another scene where Judy is goes up to Angela while she's sitting on like that bench thing, like on the beach. And she's just like, get in the water. I don't understand. You don't do shit. Get in the water. Show off that beautiful body of yours. Yeah. Meg, Meg comes over, grabs her and just, and and throws her in the water. Ricky ran up to help. Mel Mel stopped him. Snatched that dude. He's like, you're always going to defend her. And he's like, I know what you did. I saw you. He's flipping out. Well, Poor Angela's getting tossed in the water. Yeah. So eventually, so, you know, Ricky gets to help her. And it, it was just, I mean, that just, that just kind of like sucked. You have like one dude, it's like, hey, like my sister's probably going to like drown and you're keeping me from helping her. And you're just like, whatever. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of shit happens really quick here. So she gets tossed in. She gets pulled out by the, the lifeguard in Ricky. And as Ricky's comforting her and they're like coming back towards the beach, we have these four little asshole kids throwing sand at them. Yeah. The hell was that? Yeah. uh, (laughs) So stupid. But, uh, you know, this does plant a seed for for a little bit later. Yeah. But Ricky goes, we won't let them get away with this. I promise we won't. Yeah. And. So there's going to be a social that night. Most of the people, most of the counselors or whatever, they're like, they're, they're working, but Meg and this other dude, I forget who it was like at the night off. Yes. Meg runs into Mel and it's like, Hey, what about that dinner you promised me? And I'm going about dinner at your place. And I'm going, dude, that is so gross. Like, what are you getting out of this? Oh God. I don't even, want to know like why like why dick. would why would she go like go after like that uh, no offense to mel but like why go after that dude it it i don't know like she was so I'm, excited i'm guessing this isn't the first year that this no. has been going on but like, uh she maybe he's like a sugar daddy type yeah, of maybe type I, of, I have so. no idea i don't know i can't but, but there was like there was it from the movie but standpoint, then again, it didn't then seem again, like she was benefiting from it. No, but flip, flip it on the other side of the coin. Say it was a 
a woman that ran the camp. And it was me or you. And we get the night off. We might be going for dinner at, at her place. It, but do they... Would, do, but, you but do know they, the only thing we would need to benefit, right? Yeah, but he, he looks like Mo Sislak. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm trying to think of a Mo Sislak woman counterpart that it could be. Like, I don't know. What's the, on, what's on, the teacher, like, Bart's teacher? Like, on Selma? Miss Krabappel? I, I don't know. Miss Krabappel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay. So moving along. Yeah. So she's uh, she goes to like shower. There's like a line of girls like at the shower. She's like, "Hey, like, do you think I can go first? And they turn around. They're like, "No, you're not going next." Hell no. Like we're we're all been waiting in line. Go fuck yourself. And Aww. so now, like, one of the counselors bringing like a bunch of these kids like out camping in the woods somewhere. Angela meets wants to meet. Uh, Paul at the at the water after the social. Meet uh, me at the waterfront after the social. Yeah, um, the kids that are with the the, the dude in the woods, so, like they just keep complaining they want to go back. Um, Mel's looking for Meg. He uh, he basically just keeps saying like, like he knows it's Ricky. He's like I know I know it's you. Like I'm basically like saying to himself like I'm gonna go fucking like kill this kid. Well, I mean. He doesn't say that until he finds Meg, who hasn't been killed yet. <laughs> well, I, I, so, I, I, so, I thought he would. I, I thought there was like a point where he's just like, it's like I know it's you. Like he doesn't well, say yeah, it's yeah. Ricky, but like he's just like I know it's you. I know it's you. Oh no, he's already said that. He's pretty damn sure that it, it's Ricky. Yeah. But so Meg's taking a shower, and can I just say that there's no boobs shown? Zero. It's important to note that there is no female nudity in this movie. Well, I mean, all these it's kids are just, supposed to be, like, underage. Well, I mean, there's male nudity. There's butts yeah. and dong. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Very important to note. Fair. So uh, she's taking a shower. She's humming to herself. And through the well, fucking... Well, before that, before that, I believe Judy goes first. No. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure because Meg is Oh, yeah, dead yeah, yeah. No, no, when, right. yep, no when she, she takes a shower. Yeah, she stabbed through the shower. Through the shower wall, she's penetrated with the knife. Very important to note. Okay, so yeah, she's killed in the shower. Mel's looking for her. He's sure it's Ricky. Judy's on her bed. Like, she just got out of the shower or whatever so she's well she know, was making out with hair. some guy yeah she was trying to get she was trying to get some dick and she's like, you have to kiss so wet yeah and and then dude dude comes in kids hiding under the bed dude leaves and the kid's just like fuck this shit i don't want to get in trouble and she gets fucking pissed yeah that he's leaving she's like you fucking pussy yeah so you know she's curling her hair there's somebody at the door you know you know what i do when I can't get laid, I'm like, damn, I really wanted to get laid right there. I, I guess I'll curl my hair now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like that's standard. Right, right before I go to bed. That's standard. Uh, yeah. So somebody's at the door. It's a weird, like, shot. I don't know. It's like you can't clearly see that it's like her. It almost looks like a dude. It like, is a dude. It's literally Ricky. Well, that's what I thought it was. I thought it's it was Ricky, Ricky with a wig. You can clearly see his face, but I don't know if we're supposed 
supposed to see his face or this is just like a confusing shot I, I, but it's, it's it's ricky standing there with long well hair. that's what i thought like it, it wouldn't have like made sense to me because i'm like okay like obviously like knowing what i know now like it was you know and angela like doing the whole thing like okay i see ricky like so did ricky do this one yeah, there's a lot of theories out there that Ricky was also murdering. Yeah, so next thing you know, Judy gets punched in the face, smothered, and then you just see a shadow of the curling iron opens up and... Jazz hands. Yeah. So another female gets penetrated by the killer. Yes. In probably, like, so off screen, I mean, it was implied. But still obviously it was implied i mean it was off screen but it was one of the most brutal kills ever yeah that sucks yeah uh so one of the dude in the woods i i, I don't know i can't keep track of like a bunch of like the the non like main guy characters i, I um, think his name was was eddie well, he was so one that brought the had, kids out he brought the the, the whiny kids yeah, yeah okay he brought so them back so eddie yeah and he comes back to the campsite to find four four bodies, right? I would say it's four bloody sleeping bags. Okay, four. Oh, okay, it, it was so quick; it was like hard to like see. But it, yeah, it, it, it was very quick. It was just so. I believe that this was an added kill. Okay, like I don't believe this was he pukes. supposed to happen in the script. Yeah, but like the he he like, pukes we need and more bodies. Runs off. Um. So Mel catches up. He finally gets Ricky, and he's just like kind of like pounding him. You know, like he's he he's... beats him like a chimp. <laughs> double like hand, he double handed. He pounces on top of him, and then yeah, he's got the double fist like pounding, like like he's a goddamn chimpanzee. Yeah. That's exactly what he reminded me of. Like he'd completely gone animalistic on him. Yeah, and he's and just he like I got beats him. him to a pulp. I got him. <laughs> and then I he got him for you, Meg. And then... For you, Meg. And he walks out, ironically, in front of, like, an archery target and gets an arrow to the throat. This reminded me of exactly the same scene in Friday the 13th, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, in front of the archery target. And he's like, it can't be you. Boom. And how they did that with the arrow was so cool. Yeah, it was. Practical effects. I guess, uh, so he gets hit with, like, the the half of an arrow, and there's a string behind him that pulls up the second half like really quickly, I thought that was so well. That was done. awesome. Uh, that that one police guy like shows up. They're like, they're like, all right, we got to get the kids out of here. Let's go send on oh, a search party because like Angela and like Paul are missing. Now, and Ricky, did you did you notice anything funny about this this police officer when he came back? The mustache. Yeah, he had a really cool mustache earlier in the movie, and yeah. now it looks like it's glued to his face <laughs> it looked it looked super fake when he when he came back for this end shot i was like what the fuck i yeah. swear he had a real mustache earlier but this looks this looks yeah pretty hokey yeah and this is where we're, we're getting towards the end of the movie where like you know paul finally meets up with Ange after angela after the social and she's like you want to go swimming so like and you know what about my clothes? Oh, take take them off. Take your clothes off. Mm-hmm. And then they find Ricky, who's like 
beaten to shit, but he's still but alive. But he's alive. He's alive. So they like they they kind of carry him out, and then they hear singing at the beach, and it's well, Angela. Sc- first, they're screaming, yeah. and then you hear humming. Yeah, it was so naked, kind of like stroking Paul's hair. It it goes back to another flashback where Aunt Martha. Yes, Aunt is, Martha is, is, is welcoming what we now know is Pete, the brother. Peter. Peter, the brother, you know, with his head all wrapped up. And she's just like, I've always wanted a girl. We already have a boy. This, a, yeah. Another boy just would not do. Oh, it's water under the wa- bridge. Water under the bridge, I always say. So water is definitely a triggering thing. I always wanted a girl. Yeah. So and um, if you think about it, so we have Ricky and Peter, Richard and Peter, Dick and Peter. They're both penis names. I don't think that was accidental. No. No. So we obviously realize now that Angela was the one that died, and Peter lived. Yes. Peter is now, now everyone else realizes it. <laughs> now everyone else realizes it because here we go with the reveal and the freaking crazy face that's just like with his dong hanging out. She's a boy. Eggplant right in front of your face. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Got, you got that on Amazon. That's going to go over my light switch for the basement. It's uh, it's the reveal face, and the uh, the light switch itself is uh, Angela slash Peter's dong. It's oh, that's, it's pretty awesome. That's great. That is amazing. And there we go. That's the end of the movie, and we go to credits. Yeah. So a lot to unpack here. I I think I'd even mentioned the ending being problematic before, and the ending the movie's not prob. Well, I mean. 80s is this there's some problematic things but a lot of people i've read have said that oh it's a it's because she's trans so she goes on a murder spree well she's not trans no aunt martha is a crazy person yes aunt aunt martha started this whole shit forcing peter to become a girl so she what were they five years old and eight years of being forced to be someone else. Yeah. And, you know, she's probably living in fear of, you know, getting called out. And yeah, it's, it's a whole lot of trauma. Like this is, this is fucked up. This is such a good movie. It, it really, it really is. I, and I, Felissa Rose did a bang up job in her first starring role. Yeah. And I do want to say that I feel like Frank Sorrentino should get more props for playing Peter. Because if you really think about it, this whole movie's about Peter. But we only talk about Angela. And Peter is obviously the most important character in the movie. They should, they should, you know, fucking lean into that. Get crazy, get wild, let's party. Get loud. If you want to have fun and do something crazy. If you want to have fun and do something crazy. Like flash old titties. (laughs) 
It should be Jersey Shore camp. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what are you giving it? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a solid four. Brains. I'm going three and a half brains. brains. Love this movie. Very fun. I mean, I've, I've obviously I've seen it a couple times before, but I really, really, really enjoyed reviewing it again. Fan feedback. All right. So bear with me as I go through my tweets. Two guys in some horror said banger. Always recommend to friends who have no idea what they're getting into. Also, they said, love it. I've shown it to many friends who aren't into horror as much as I am, and it always shocks them. All right, so I also put up a, a poll. So which sleepaway camp character was the worst? And I put up Judy, Artie the cook, Mel, and Aunt Martha. Surprisingly, Aunt Martha got the lowest amount of votes. Really? Artie was the one who won, I guess, as worst person. Uh, Mikey Slashik says, it's Paul. Always Paul. I don't know why people hate on Paul. He gets his fucking head cut off at the end of the movie. I'm like, poor Paul. I mean, he was a horny kid. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He was a dick, but he was like, come on. Was he worse than the pedophile? Was he worse than the bullies? Uh, Chance says, I chose Mel, but didn't realize the cook was in the poll. Both of them are bad and pedos, but the cook disgusts me more. Yeah, he was gross. Cook was definitely horrible, but I, I, I stand by Aunt Martha being the worst person in this movie and that's above a killer angela slash peter murdered a bunch of people and maybe ricky murdered people too that's another thing that's that, up that's up in the air that that could be a thing he possibly murdered those campers that threw sand at them so those four campers yeah oh, so that's another thing is it four murdered or three so they're four bloody sleeping bags but then that ronnie dude or whatever his name is is calling or gets the call from Eddie and he's like, three? Oh no, three. So it's like that made me feel like there was only three dead. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Dead kids matter. are dead kids are horrible. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, so that was that was fucked up. But yeah, people are saying, is Ricky involved too? He does swear that they'll pay. They will pay. Yeah, and he does say, you know, I'll kill them. A lot of people just say, I'll kill you. I'll kill them. I'll kill them. You know, it's a threat that gets thrown a lot. But, yeah. you know, you you got to take that with a grain of salt because they That's want true. you to throw you off, off the scent of the, the real killer. Uh, two guys in some horror said the pedophile. Hundred. Definitely. Still like Artie. The spooky goddess that although I think Aunt Martha is definitely up there and then shows the gif of the boiling incident. Adam, the naughty guy Hudson, said exactly. Exactly? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, Rack Napocalypse. I have this weird crush on Aunt Martha. <laughs> That's great. Judy's side ponytail deserves its own sequel. 
I do have to say, Judy is someone I love to hate. She's hot. Of course. At one point, she's wearing a shirt. It says Judy. I, I was like, oh, maybe everyone has a shirt with their name on it. Nope. Just Judy. Just Judy. Uh, they go on to say, Mel was rocking the knee-length shorts with pleather white belt ensemble. Artie was a pedo creep, so he deserved to be poached. Uh, Melanie says, that aunt. And I'm with you, Melanie. I think she is the antagonist of the movie. Or at least the driving force that, you know, caused it all to go murdery. Horror babe of the month. Horror babe of the month. Christina Kleeb. Kleeb? Kleebe? Okay, sorry. So, Christina Kleebe, according to Google, I first saw her in Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'm sure a lot of people first saw her in Halloween. It was one of her first roles, first horror roles anyway. But since then, she has been in a lot of things. She's directed some shorts. She's written some things. She's been in a lot. She used to be a competitive horseback rider. Oh. Before she decided to go do some off-Broadway acting and, you know, got picked up to do, you know, movies and whatnot. She speaks four languages fluently. French, Italian, German, and English. Oh, that's awesome. The German definitely helped out in her latest role, Brooklyn 45, which just dropped on Shutter pretty recently, where she plays a German lady who is accused of being a Nazi. Very, very cool movie. It's all done in like like one setting, basically. Yeah. So it's all it's very tense. It's really cool. But she was in a couple episodes of the following. She was in the, she, was, she was a voice on Friday the thirteenth game. She's done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. She was in Wolfenstein 2. Uh, she's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game mm-hmm. that's coming out. Yep. Yeah, she's done a, a lot of voiceover work. A few episodes uh, of Buffy. Yeah, so like the uh, animated series, right? It's like the yeah, 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 not, latest yeah, not season. The, yeah. Yeah, she was in a couple episodes of The Following. She was in Zone of the Dead. Tales of Halloween, besides just Rob Zombie's Halloween, where she played Linda Vanderklok. Uh, she starred and co-wrote Two Witches. She was in Killer Mermaid, Proxy, Rise of Nightmares. And have you ever seen Chillerama? It's I like an anthology movie. It's pretty cool. Uh, oh, my God. Why am I flaking on the name? Holliston. Oh, yeah. Adam Green and... Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch. So Joe Lynch is a director for one of the segments. And Adam Green directs The Diary of Anne Frankenstein. Who Eva Braun is played by Christina. Nice. She actually owns a radio station in Hudson Valley, New York. The Oldies... WGNY 98.9 FM. So pretty fucking cool. I'm definitely excited to play the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game when that comes out. I am excited. I don't buy many video games, 
but that one is on my list to buy. So I'm going to be checking that out. So Christina, our babe of the month. Cheers. Cheers. Why did you like fake open that? I didn't fake open it. I opened it. I didn't hear the noise. That was weird. Really? It was pretty loud. That, That was the most fucking bizarre shit ever. Dude, I literally opened it in, like in front of the microphone. That's why I thought you fake opened it. No. I hope the microphone caught it on your end because I was just like, this motherfucker fake opening a beer for who? Like, <laughs> It was totally who open. Who are you showing off for? Totally opened. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Yep. We have a very, very exciting month coming next month. I'm going on vacation. Nice. So when you hear this, I'll be on a beach. Going down to the Cape. Hell yeah. Nice. And it's awesome because like the kids think it's like tropical paradise. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to get down there. But I mean, if you not leave at really. the right time, it, it it's not so bad. But I don't know. Sure. I mean, you're a half hour north. So I guess that's an extra half hour for you. I don't I don't go to the Cape. We go every year and it's awesome. Like. One of the first days I'm not a that it was nice person. enough to have the windows down. Well, we mostly hang out at the pool. I, I usually will we'll go to my father-in-law's up in New Hampshire. He's got a nice cabin. Well, not a cabin, but like a, it's now a basically like a three-season house. Like right on the lake. It, it's just fucking perfect. I love it. Nice. Yeah, so anyway, we had the windows down. It was nice and kids are just like wow this is so nice oh it feels like the cape like oh they think the cape is paradise <laughs> <laughs> wait till they find out <laughs> yeah so yeah next month going to be exciting yeah i'm excited got some good stuff coming up hell yeah so you can hit us up fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com drop us a line whatever Follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Check out our YouTube channel, Fans of the Dead. Yep, uh, we are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on what used to be Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters. So I guess we're on Spotify twice-ish thing. I, I don't know. I don't know how that thing works now. It, it's just once, but it, I mean, they're already listening to us. So, they, I mean, they, they, are. they found us. They did. They, they, they found us. Uh, go to our yeah website, fansofthedead.com. You get a t-shirt, get a hat, get a sweatshirt, whatever, whatever you want. I have an, an idea that I'm actually going to, you know, probably now afterwards pitch to pitch to Mike about another t-shirt oh. that I have people in the know that can maybe help me out with that. Get those out soon. TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod, Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, Prescribed Films Podcast Network. There's a bunch of shows on there that you can check out also after you listen to us. Uh, Attack of the Pillar <laughs> kill, Pillar Podcast, uh, the, the Killer Podcast yeah. is uh, their, their flagship show, so check them out also. Hell yeah. And until next time, folks, have fun, be safe, peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal 
providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.